Welcome to the inaugural episode of Chamber Chat with the Little Miami River Chamber Alliance. And today we're down here in Loveland, Ohio. We have a really good view. I mean, we just saw a train go past, so how quaint is that? But we're actually sitting here with Meredith with the Little Miami River Chamber Alliance, and we also have Scott. We'll get to you in a second, Scott. So, Meredith, this is our second podcast together. The first one is Loveland Young Professionals Podcast, but this is the Loveland Chamber Chat. What's this one going to be about? So the, so the purpose of this podcast is really to highlight the businesses here in Loveland and also what the chamber is doing around town. And so we wanted to be able to have a platform to talk about the different events that we have going on, give some of the businesses who support us an opportunity to have a spotlight as well to share what's going on with them. So we're excited for this year. We're excited to kick off the podcast and thank you guys for coming to us and having the great idea to, to do a podcast and we're excited for it. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Oktoberfest and what we have coming up and bringing some activity to Loveland, but stay tuned for the rest of the year where we're going to highlight a good lot of the great businesses. Well, I'm excited to help you get this rolling. As I mentioned earlier, we're also here with Scott. And Scott, what company are you with? Uh, I work for Warsteiner. And what is Warsteiner? So Warsteiner is a German beer that we import. It's uh, brewed in Warstein, Germany. So basically, I'm a regional sales manager for them. So I overlook Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Okay. And really, most of my job is working with the distributors, making sure product's available. Uh, you know, it's a 90-day lead time from when we order it to when our in Germany ships it. Really? Yeah. Oh, so. that's interesting. So it's like a supply chain thing kind yeah. of then, too. Yeah, that's hard. Is. And especially right now. I mean, the way the market is, the way everything's going, it's it's been a tough year. Um, usually it's 65 days to get our beer. We're 90 to 110. Really? So, yeah. So, you know, working with Meredith and the Chambers about the Oktoberfest, we're, you know, trying to plan for these events. And, you know, with those lead times, it's, it's pretty crazy. You need to get those lead times in. So you said yeah. what three states was it? So Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. I, really half of Ohio. So from Dayton all the way down to Cincinnati. Okay. So I kind of like the southern Ohio and yep. then down the other two states. Yeah, Kentucky. And then, yeah. Then this year I took over Tennessee, which has been absolutely great. It's been a hoot, right? Got yeah. Nashville in there. Yeah, Nashville's. One of my favorites. So out of those three states, who drinks the most beer? And be honest. Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, it is. That's right. Now, yeah. out of Cincinnati, is it mostly Loveland? You know what? No, it's uh, West Side Cincinnati is, oh, is a strong that. one. I know. I know. But they're, they're events. They, uh, Oktoberfests are huge. And right. the West Side, they pretty much mastered them. That's where the German clubs. And, you know, and that's kind of what we're feeding off of with the Loveland Oktoberfest, kind of working with them. I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's they got a lot of good things going. And, you know, that's kind of my goal is because you get into these Oktoberfest because we are a German brand. And then I think a lot of people see we have a lot more value in our product than just being a German beer at German, you know, like just the German restaurants. Right. Like we right. want to we want to sell to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of opens the doors for us as well. That's awesome. So have you been to Germany? I have. Nice. Was yeah. it pretty? Was it a good time? Yeah, it's absolutely great. <laughs> Do they drink they, more beer than they, Cincinnati? They, they, no, yeah, I, I would go that route. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's cool too. So our our company, our signer, it's we've been around since 1753. Oh my gosh! So yeah, we're that's not, like America age. Yeah, we're we're not we're not some young ones. So we we know what we're doing. And then we're the ninth ninth generation. Um, Ninth generation family owned brewery. So oh my god, that's that the, we didn't sell out. We're still family owned. It's just, it's just a cool story. That and, is a cool story. Yeah, so and I'm, our female, our president is, or actually, sorry, the owner is um, a female. So Katarina Cromer. 
That's awesome. So, yeah. so how did you get, I mean, you're not from Germany. How did you get started with it? Uh, right from college in 03, uh, I just kind of saw a job for, you know, inventory and stuff like that. And I, I went for it and I slowly worked up the chain. I, I went into marketing for a while and then I ended up switching to like an opera, sales operation manager a couple years ago. Oh, and cool. then from there, my boss asked me if I would take over, you know, a few states to help out. And so. Basically, you really liked beer in college, I'm assuming, and then you saw the first job that was like beer adjacent, and you're like, "I'm doing that." Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think, uh, you know, 14 years down the road, I'd still be doing <laughs> it, but I, I'm very happy. And, and you know what? This company has truly been a blessing. Like, they're they're just great people, it's family. It, it, it's a it's a great time. Nice. That's awesome. I'm yeah. really glad to have you on the chamber chat. Yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm glad to hit the the first one. I'm, it's exciting. The inaugural episode. Absolutely. So, so tell me about a little bit more about Oktoberfest. When's that coming up? Is it October, I'd assume? Uh, we are September, what is it, the, the September 24th. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Yep. Meredith, you want to talk about it a little bit, too? So what's what's the chamber doing with it? So Oktoberfest is September 24th and 25th here in historic Loveland. And this event originally has more, it's morphed into Oktoberfest. But if you'll go back a couple of years, we did an event in downtown Loveland to focus on the businesses, and that was Loveland Strong. So it was right after the fire, and we wanted to get those businesses up and running again, kind of celebrate the strength that the businesses had throughout that difficult year. And then that morphed into Rails, Trails, and Ales, and then 2020, we took off. Um, And then we wanted to bring it back in 2021 with Oktoberfest, and we thought it would be just something fun that we could do. We're so close to Cincinnati with a German heritage in Cincinnati. We don't necessarily have one directly in Loveland, but um, we thought it'd be something fun. I mean, I'm German. I'm in Loveland. Does that count? (laughs) Sure. I'm sure everyone has some type of tie to to Germany. Germany. Yeah, for sure. I think I was, we, we looked it up. We, my brother, my, my mixologist who's on this podcast right now too, he, we were originally told we were German growing up and then we get the DNA test and we're like 2% German and we are way more, was it Scottish and Scandinavian. So we're like, all right, no more lederhosen. Give me some kilts. We're going to rock this. So it's, been, you got to own it. I got it. You got to yeah. own it. So, so basically it's, it's from the ashes of, I know pun intended. So it's from the ashes of the Loveland Strong program. We thought we were going to go ahead and bring that back with something the community is going to do. So is it going to be local business have booths or is it? So we are actually going to turn Nisbet Park into a beer garden. And so (laughs) Scott, Scott's (laughs) helping us out with that. And Scott's been really kind of a, an advisor for the whole event because it, he's done all of these events throughout the city. And so he knows what works, what doesn't work, that kind of thing. Um, so Sometimes I have what I think is a crazy idea, and he'll be like, well, we can kind of make that work, but we can do something a little different. So Mm -hmm. he has this, what we're calling a transformer, and it basically will turn into a beer garden. It's it's where the taps come out of and everything. So it is a very cool um, emporium is the word, right? So the the emporium will be in Nisbet. Sorry, go ahead. It'll be in Nisbet Park, and we'll turn that into essentially a beer garden. And so that'll be kind of home base, and we'll have live music, and then all the different different businesses and restaurants will have something to do with the weekend. So they'll have uh, specials as far as, you know, Ramsey's will have pretzels and somebody will have strudel and somebody will have 
potato pancakes or, you know, or every different business, we're still sorting that out, but every business will have a special. There's going to be a Steinhoist that's going to happen on Friday night. A Steinhoist. So a Steinhoist, I'll let Scott talk a little bit more about the Steinhoist, um, but there's going to be some co- competition and some family friendly stuff, but also, um, you know, it is a beer festival. So we're going to make sure that we are celebrating that too. So I'll so, have Scott talk about yeah, that. Stein yeah. hoist. So Scott, first up, what's a beer, what's a beer hoist or so, Stein hoist? So, so in German, they call it the Maskrugan skill challenge, right? The Maskrugan skill challenge. Yeah, exactly. That's, that sounds it's, hardcore. It's solid. Yeah. And so you basically have a one liter mug, glass mug, like a full liter, full liter. Oh. And it's filled, the, you know, it's filled. Yeah. And then what we're going to do is because we didn't know how many people would participate in each bar it's and these gonna be one liter mugs like trying for me to get to each one so what we decided to do is for each bar we are going to do they're going to have six people represent their bar and they're going to we're going to do on friday we're going to go to each bar at a certain time and they're going to have six people do the challenge and then the winner will represent that bar on saturday at the stage oh that's going to be so fun right? so i need to be at the bar then i wonder who would sponsor me i bet kevin mailoff would sponsor hey kevin if you're listening to this podcast i need to be on bishop's quarter no no offense but i think he's gonna be looking for a little bit more muscles wow. here nick i'm okay, just gonna so, put it so out there these are some it? heavy glasses empty <laughs> so is it a chugging contest what is no, it no you have to hold it out in front of you so oh, it's not it's not a drinking contest. It's a it's brute, oh, no, I can't brute strength. So yeah, you, you literally have to hold else. your arm out parallel to the floor, <laughs> holding a liter glass mug filled to the brim with beer. My wife could do it probably. She'd probably beat me. I mean, I would not be surprised, but it's I am not going to be doing it. Understood. All right. So it's got a couple more questions for you. What is a beer emporium? All right. So the emporium is a Varsteiner trailer that we bring in. And it opens up. It's almost like the half size of a semi, uh, like container, right? Okay. And it opens up to a full-blown bar. So the doors come out. It's got a six tap handles in the middle, and then we can hold thirty-five kegs in the back. Thirty-five kegs. Thirty-five kegs in the back, and Is then it- on top we open up the umbrella. It's a forty-foot umbrella. So everybody under it has shade. Uh, the people working it love it. You know, everything about this thing just. It's a great experience, and we're going to have that at Loveland Oktoberfest. We could do an entire podcast just about this beer emporium. Oh, it's, it is amazing. So it's basically like a mobile beer garden that you can just roll in. 100%. Is it guarded? Do you have armored guards on this beer emporium? No, because, you know, I'm all about selling beer, so <laughs> <laughs> if they want to drink some more, you know, that's fine. But, no, um, it, it, we lock it up at night, and, you know, no big deal. But in all honesty, it is it is an absolute showstopper. Right. People start, like, it lights up at night. Oh, that's so I mean, cool. It's, uh, you know, the German clubs call it Vader because it looks like dark. Vader. <laughs> so where do you park this? Is, that, is this at your house, to be honest? Yeah, right? And it's in the back, and me and the kids hang out all the time. Okay, cool. 35 yeah. kegs in yeah. the back of the So now at our office in Westchester, it, it basically folds into a small trailer. We pull it with a pickup truck, and... You know, I, I, right now I'm only using it at one other event. So to, to have it in Lublin is, it, it, it's just a good, I, I think it's great for their, their event. And I think people, it will draw definitely attention there. And then on top of that, it will also give me some publicity too, because no, absolutely. it is something to see. Yeah, I can just imagine. I can imagine the spotlights going on. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's glow in the dark. It's going to be a fun spot. I absolutely. can't wait for this event. And so we'll have, 
uh, the Varsiner Pilsner, Dunkel, and Oktoberfest on draft. All on draft. Yep. Now, are we getting volunteers to, to pour, or are you guys bringing staff in for that? We will have a few volunteers for a couple of different roles, but for the most part, cancer-free kids will oh, be cool. doing the beer pouring. And again, all the, the tips from the weekend will be going to support them. So I have a quick question for Scott, not to steal the, the microphone from you, Nick. So I believe that I've been saying your beer name wrong the entire time. I've been saying Warsteiner, but it's Varsteiner. So just as a tip, right, for the weekend, all the W's are V's in Loveland for Oktoberfest. Are there any other German phrases that we should know? No, Varstein, yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, you're right. So the W's are usually pronounced V's. But you know what? It's kind of like anything else. Warsteiner, Varsteiner, you know. That's, either one's acceptable. Is that a German thing across the board? All W's are V's? Yes. So my Vinnenberg instead of Winnenberg? Yeah, Vin- yeah. Oh, that. that changes everything, Scott. Yeah. Not going to lie. That's, that's, that makes me sound like friend. See, look at this. You're speaking German I'm already. Nicholas Vinnenberg. See? Wow, that yeah. does That 2% nice is paying it. off. It really is. This is fantastic. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, so Scott, more things that we're doing at the festival that you've seen other city events do for Oktoberfest. You know, a lot of the games that we've been discussing and, you know, where it's not too much to bring in, it's just not overboard. You know, there's a Stein sliding competition that we're not even a Stein competition, but it's basically a long board that you slide the mug and then there's a little center piece and you try to get the mug in the middle. And if you do, you get, you know, a, it's a, like t- a Warsteiner t-shirt or whatever we decide for gifts. So, so beer curling is what you're saying. Exactly. Basically. Okay. Everything's revolved around beer. And right. Beer I, and I love this so far. This is my kind of festival. Yeah. I know. It's going to be a lot of fun. We put a lot of work into it. We, you know, we've discussed a lot of things and, you know, the first ones are always difficult because you don't know how far to go, you know, and after the first one, I, I think if we continue to do it each year, it'll just get better and better. Bigger and bigger, well. right. Another thing is we're going to have a Lederhosen competition like oh. um, over at Bishop's Quarter on Friday night. So that'll be kind of fun. So bring your best German garb, and they'll have a contest for that on Friday Bishop's night Quarter? at Bishop's Quarter. Do they know you're doing that? They do. It actually was Kevin's idea. He okay. thought it would be really fun to do that. I was just so expecting kind of a costume, to walk in. Costume contest, just to kind of having a little bit of fun. And then uh, for the Steinhoist on Saturday, Randy Rico, meteorologist Randy Rico, will be announcing the winner. So she's going to be our host for that, which we're excited to have her there too. Nice. That'll be fun. That'll be awesome. So let's do a deep dive into beer because I feel like if anyone has any questions about the actual event, go ahead and reach out. Check out the Chamber website. That's lmrcchamberalliance.org, right? lmrchamberalliance.org. So if you have any questions, the event details are on there. But let's do a deep dive into beer because I've had a lot of questions about beer since I was basically born. So there's a bunch of different types. You have ale, you have lager, and you have... Pilsners, Pilsners and Dunkles and yeah. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. So what kind of beer do you guys supply? In the so through ours, for Varsteiner, I do a the Pilsner, which is our mainstream. You know, that's what the Germans are known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to even dive back a little deeper for each beer, we all, you know, so German purity law is a, is a big ordinance that Germans that the all the breweries go by, right? So it's German purity law is a brewing standard in Germany. And it is required that you only use four ingredients. You use water, hops, barley and yeast That's really the only thing you can brew with you can't so, throw like strawberries yeah that. you can't you can't throw additives and it's, yeah, it's just a pure 
pure beer, right? So, um, I, you know, that's kind of one of my selling points is, like, we don't have this stuff that's changing flavors because we're adding things, right? Everything that we do changing flavors is through the brewing process. That's and, so cool. Yeah. And like I said, since we've been around since 1753, our brewers, you know, know what they, they're they know what they're doing. So, just to hit on that, do you, are you still selling, like, original recipe, like, from 17... Yeah. Are you, yeah. So, that's yeah, what, the like... Pilsner, it's 300 years, basically. Yeah, the Pilsner has not changed. It's, it's absolutely amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, and then on top of that, so I bring in, we do uh, the Dunkel as well, which is a um, bottom fermented, you know, uh, r- roasted dark beer, Ooh. right? So, and this is, it, it's just a very smooth, it's, it's a Pilsner based, but it's a dark Dunkel. So it's, it's a very easy drinking dark beer. Oh, that's cool. And, and what I've noticed too, like, so all the special events and even selling in, it's women drink this beer more than any. Really? Yeah, so why do you think that is? I don't know. I, I think it, the, the coffee flavor in it, you know, the roastedness, I, I, I think that it just, the women seem to, you know, gravitate towards that than the other ones. So, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to lie. One of my best friends, Kenny Wheeler, he, growing up, growing up, that sounds bad, when we were in college, very legal age in college, they would always drink the dark beer, and I'd always, like, try to match and be like, yeah, me too, man, I'm gonna get a stout, and there was one, I hated it, and then one day in college, I'm like, you know what, guys, I don't like this, I'm gonna get, like, a Miller Lite, and they're like, okay, man, who cares, I'm like, yes, this is who I am now, so that was my last dark beer I ever had, so it really is a taste, right, I mean, right, some well, people like it. At, at the Loveland Oktoberfest, when I see you, I'll get you a nice dunkel so you can try all our flavors, and I'll sell you on it. Done, absolutely, <laughs> so so those are two so major those, beers? Those are our two, and then obviously, during the Oktoberfest time, we bring in a, a March and Oktoberfest, uh, it's, it does very well, it's like basically sells out before I can even sell it. You know, it's, it's a very popular product for us. Good problems. Yeah. And then next year is a beer that we're bringing in for the first time. It's called Brewer's Gold. And this is one that I've only had 20 liter kegs for right now, just for sampling or, you know, to sell into accounts for tasting. Mm -hmm. Um, I had it at Shoots and Fest last week, which is sold out in like a day. Nice. Yeah. So it's, it's an unfiltered lager. It's a little different than anything we've ever done, but I think Germany's kind of seen, you know, what the U.S. crowd likes and they've catered toward it a little bit where okay. we're kind of it's not i wouldn't say craft but it's definitely like a hazy like an ipa kind of thing it, it is but it still has that german style to it the flavor so it's it's definitely different than what we've had but the the feedback that we've had on it has been absolutely insane good problems yeah, it is so one of the things I, we went to it was like our second honeymoon we went to austria because we have a really good friend who lives in austria and i discovered like radlers were a thing yeah which is like i can't explain them because it, it's not a thing here it, it's, it's a it's a lemonade slash uh like you know pilsner right uh-huh. so it's 60 percent pilsner 40 percent lemonade uh we we had one that we brought in i want to say about three years ago and I think it was just before our time, or maybe we didn't market it well, but it, it flopped. Yeah, and that's what I, because I talked to, I forget who else I talked to about that, but I, I mentioned it. It's like a summer shandy, but better, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's like, I was talking to people about this, like, we need to bring this to America. And right? everyone's like, we have a shandy. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. I want to feel more hydrated than dehydrated. I mean, it just, it was perfect. It is. And especially where I had it was all the special events. So, you know, it's 90 degrees outside. Uh, it, it went over very, very well. But as for sounded in the chain level you know that that's where we make our money and that's mm-hmm. where we have to do in well the chains, in the right, chains right. and you know and like the distributors help us out a lot but you know that, that's our job to push a new product and and that one was it was just before it's time i think if we were to do it now and you name it summer 
ale or whatever, right. you know, it would probably do very well. Just call it the Nick Winterberg and put it on tap there one of the bars. Go. I'll, I'll hey, this guy it. says it's good. Yeah, this guy, it's a Zoll for Nick. That's awesome. Yeah, so, and then, so Warsteiner also, we, we import Kuhn and Ludwig, which not That's many people word. know about this beer. Sure. Yeah, so, um, so King Ludwig, so he's, uh, he's like the storyline of this beer, right? It's his, his brand. Yeah. And this has been around since... 1516 something like that like this this brand of beer yeah so they he is the reason Oktoberfest happens so he got married said he wanted a, a month celebration of his wedding and they that's what I got Oktoberfest. I mean yeah it makes sense absolutely so this is actually the beer that started Oktoberfest and it's one that we import and it, we they they do a Hefeweizen that is yes. absolutely amazing. I recognize that word. Yep. So it's a it's a you know German wheat. And that's the same recipe for the past five hundred years then too. Oh absolutely. They, they've crazy. created they've mastered the the half of Iceland, there's no doubt. So just think about like the founding fathers of this country just like sitting back and drinking the same beer they're drinking today without like a recipe yeah. change. That's it's pretty and that's it's that's the cool thing about beer, is it transports you back because we've had beer since what, Egyptian days? Like yeah. what's the history of beer, there's, do you know? Trading. I mean, yeah, it all yeah. It's, it's, I don't know the exact history, but yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, that would be that'd be a crazy thing to look into. But yeah. cool. So what else? So what got you into the beer culture? Like, were you into beer culture before you took this job, or is well, this in college? I always loved beer. Well, okay, you know? well, we all well, love beer. And, in and let's be honest: if you're in college, leaving college, and you know, you got an opportunity in the beer company, it was kind of a you know, it was an it's opportunity no that I wouldn't want to pass up. <laughs> and looking back, I'm glad I didn't. You yeah, know? but you know, and people—it's funny because a lot of people will say, "Oh, you know, you just go around drinking all day." But it, it's so much more. I mean, working with the distributors, and you know, it's more networking and, and getting to know people. Right. And, and you just happen to be drinking beer while you do it. Why? Well, yeah, that's that's how things work. Good problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's I fantastic. Mean, I, yeah. Cool. So, Merith, anything else you want to talk about with the event? So, what's your future? Thoughts, because you said this—you don't want this to be the one-off thing. You want this to be an annual event, right? Yeah, we're hoping to do it annually and have have it every fall here in Loveland. So we're hoping that it's a success this year, and we've gotten some really great feedback from it. I did have a quick question for Scott: Is there anywhere in Loveland right now that people can get your beer, or is it only at special events? Yeah, so uh, Roadies right over here has Dunkel on draft. So that, that's a good place to sample that. And actually, I was just here. I was talking to them right before I came here. And, and I think uh, the Koenig Hefeweizen is probably the next one to be in bottles over there as well. So, And then, you know, working with all the bars, I'm hoping to at least get some bottles around this area that people can try. Um, but, you know, ultimately, if, if I can get drafted in all these places, I live in Loveland. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so I didn't I'm, know that. I, yeah, I live right up the road from here. Where about? Um, you know where Little My, little. Miami Riverview Park is? Nope. Okay, Branch Hill, Loveland Road. I know where that is. All right, right on the river. I, I got a place back there. I know where the park is. Okay. Riverview Park, Riverview right? Park. Riverview yeah. Park. Sorry. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, we used to, we almost bought a house that backed up into that park once upon a time. Yeah. Hey, babe, awesome. I'm in that house. Oh, really? When did you move there? Was it like three years ago? No, it was about, oh. yeah, nine. Oh, nine yeah. Years ago. No, that wasn't us then. Okay. that been great if it was. Yeah, it would have been. I, mean, I got really jealous, actually. I'm yeah. sorry we didn't get that house, yeah. but it's fine. What well, cool. is nice? I, I said, I, I told my wife, I'm like, I can just ride my bike to this Oktoberfest. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, out of personal question, you had multiple different areas you could pick to live then. I mean, you have three different beer territories. Why did you pick Loveland, Ohio? You know, um, it's kind of funny. We weren't really looking. So I was living in Kenwood and had no, we really didn't have an interest in moving. We, 
I don't know, I was driving to the river. We were just, we kind of did one of our scenic drives, just cruising around different areas. And we were driving around that area and I saw a for sale sign on the river. And I told my wife, I said, you know, we should, we should try it. Just look, look, at that look at it, right? Let's just love them. And we came down here for the day and hung out and then went and looked. Actually, the realtor, that house was way out of our budget. I mean, it was way too expensive. But the house that she introduced us to was across the street. And then we spent the day. We went there, and we ended up putting an offer in. I, we actually fell in love with this place in, like, one-day visit. I mean, we knew Loveland. We knew about it. But, you know, I don't think we, we didn't spend much time here. Right. And now I've got friends that are moving to Loveland. I mean, it's just an up-and-coming area. It's a great area. It's a gr- not even up-and-coming. It, it, it's just here. It's just a great spot and very friendly people and couldn't be more excited. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good segue, Scott, too, because I think in the fall, he's already talked about how many different Oktoberfests are around the area. There's Oktoberfest in the Dayton area, the west side. We have them here. We have Oktoberfest downtown. Cincinnati and and we just wanted to have the opportunity to bring people to Loveland and to see why we love Loveland what's here and and we know that there's a lot of folks who come through either on the river or on the bike trail and we wanted to just give an opportunity to have something here for them um, like I mentioned we have some live music we do have the Cincinnati beer band that will be here Saturday night of the festival so we're really excited for some authentic music and we have other live performances as well. So there's going to be, I think, a great just atmosphere in general. And then also all the businesses will be open. Like I mentioned, the restaurants will all have special promotions. And um, we're getting Scott in there to get some things, you know, going. And so so we're pretty excited about it. Um, I also wanted to mention that we're working really closely with cancer-free kids on this event. So cancer-free kids also helps out at the downtown Cincinnati event for Oktoberfest. And so they will be working the beer booth and all tips for the weekend are going to be going to support directly to cancer free kids. So come on out and buy your beer, but also, um, make sure that you're, if you're feeling generous, then you can help and make a donation directly to cancer free kids. We love working with them. They're right here in the heart of Loveland. They're a great member of the chamber and we want to be able to support them and and their financial goals this year. Now, do you guys need volunteers for the event? We do need volunteers. We have a couple of different jobs, so you can reach out directly to the chamber, um, to my email, which, um, I'm sure you'll Link in the description. There. No, I don't link things to descriptions anymore. Just kidding. Her email will be linked in the description of this <laughs> podcast. Meredith at lmrchamberalliance.org. <laughs> uh, if you're interested in getting involved, um, there's, a, there's a lot of ways to do that. Nice. That's awesome. Cool. And just to confirm dates one more time, you said it was the 24th? September 24th and 25th. 24th. So we have stuff going on Friday and Saturday. So just to review, September 24th, 25th, I'm in Loveland in my lederhosen drinking fantastic beer and celebrating the German heritage that may or may not be in Loveland. Is that correct? You can be German for a weekend, though. I think that's okay. All right, cool. Well, you heard it here first. (laughs) So, Meredith, if I was a local business and I wanted to put my name on this event, is there still sponsorships available? There are. If you want to be a sponsor, again, contact our office. And we do have some limited sponsorships available for the different levels that we have. But if you're interested, it's a great way to get your name out there because we're not only drawing in Loveland, we're drawing from the tri-state and maybe even greater than that. Maybe in Germany. Possibly. That's a pretty big deal. Yes, it is. They could maybe hear about us in Munich. All right, Scott. And just one or two more questions. The first question we have here is, let's be real. Does anyone actually like sauerkraut? Oh, 
yes, absolutely. And who are these people? I, I love sauerkraut. Oh, you're one of them. Yeah. So how do you eat your sauerkraut? I like sauerkraut balls. If you deep fry sauerkraut, I am there for it. You deep fry? I don't think you can deep fry sauerkraut. You can deep fry anything. Sauerkraut, sauerkraut balls are probably one of the best things ever, especially for an Oktoberfest with beer. Oh. A sauerkraut ball. So yeah. you just take sauerkraut and you deep fry it. Oh, yeah. So that's like the most American version of a German it thing. It probably is. Yeah, I, you don't know know that wasn't... I guarantee if I ask the Germans you know, about that, they, they, they don't know anything about it. Yeah, we'd we go over there and be like, hey, give me some of the sauerkraut and we deep fry it. They'd be like, get out of my country yeah, right, right now. Okay. Like, you don't yeah. do that here. That's a war crime against yeah. our culture. So do you ship your beer cold? No. No. So you ship yep. it warm. Yep. So, yeah, it gets produced in Germany, and then by the time it makes it over, I mean, there's no way to keep it cold. So uh, the only thing is we try to avoid routes where, obviously, in the winter it would freeze. We have to have, like, double protection on the on the container so they don't it doesn't freeze. And then in oh, the summer yeah. we try to avoid where it's super hot. But that makes sense. Obviously, shipping to Texas or, you know, wherever. Yeah, they, it's going to get toasty. Yeah. Like Nevada. Yep, do the. Yeah, it's a good thing about it. I don't know. Like, why would it go to Texas if not Nevada, Meredith? Oh, we do. We go to Nevada. Yeah, all see? over. Come on. And actually, our corporate office is in Westchester, which is you know not not many people know about. What your corporate office? Yeah. Like your, your distribution of the United States is. Well, so we we go directly to the distributors on our beer. Oh, okay. But so our marketing and sales and HR uh, are, is in Westchester. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, oh my gosh, I just you have a giant place up there. That's not too big. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they have a different place. It's yeah. fine. All right. So back to the purity laws. Yeah. There are no American purity laws, correct? No. Thank God. Nine. Nine. <laughs> there are nine. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right. Now, have you ever met the St. Pauli girl? Nine. Nine. <laughs> have you ever tried to brew your own beer? Uh, no, I've worked with friends. You know, there, I have a lot of friends in the that, that brew their own, and I've I've helped, but I never really got into it myself. Mm. Especially because I get two cases. You know, actually, I get more than that. I get whatever beer I want for free. I'm <laughs> so, sorry, what? Yeah, it's kind of hard for me to to go brew my own when I got somebody that's doing it for me really well. Okay, <laughs> full stop. You get your own beer for free. Is yeah, it, okay, I, now okay. Sorry, boss. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> is this like a wink, wink thing, or is that like a part of your comp plan? Hey, like you know, healthcare like, benefits, I, I free su- beer. I support the restaurants that we're in. I, I like to go. I like to meet people, and of course, I'm gonna have a beer of my own and and buy it for a friend or two or a couple people in the bar to sample, and then I go to the store. You know, Kroger's has our beer, so I'll go in there mm-hmm. and buy a twelve or a case. And sure, okay. Yeah, I see you course, pivoting around the question. If I go to your basement right now, how much beer am I gonna uh, find? It, in my basement, I've probably got about 10 cases of beer now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, now I know. Yeah. What park was it when we're talking? I don't know. All right. So, will there ever be... <clears throat> Meredith, will there be giant pretzels at... Absolutely. Have you been to Ramsey's Trailside? Oh, are they doing the pretzels? They're doing the pretzels. Oh, it's going to be yeah, a good one then. Absolutely. That's yeah. It's going to be exciting. I, we're still, as we're recording this, we're still getting and collecting all the different specials that everyone's going to do. But it's kind of fun to see the businesses and the restaurants come up with what they want to do, what they want to be known for, what their station is going to be for the weekend. And if we don't have something German flair, then we're going to contact some food trucks and have them set up shop around. Nice. So there's going to be food for, for everybody, but I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So there good will time. be pretzels. Oh, I'm going to eat like four. It's going to yeah. be a problem. You're going to yeah. like roll me out. I'll be drunk off of Radler and, and it'll be a good time. Scott, what's the hardest part of your job? 
Um, probably. Well, I, you know what? This last year has been just impossible, right? With the pandemic, trying to figure out. I, a lot of my beer is sold at events, and you know when you take that completely away, and then trying to figure out a forecast of what's going to happen, say this year. You know, my first event that we had, we planned for a little bit lower numbers than we did in 2019, and actually this event sold almost twice as much oh as what I've done in the past. So I believe it, though. Now, if, you know, and I, and I think people are just very excited to get out. They're yep. excited to do things, and, you know, these numbers, are, I think, are going to continue across the summer. Um, so that, for my, for my job, is forecasting mm-hmm. and trying to make sure we have an implement of inventory to cover everything we want to Enough do. All right? like I, you don't want to run out of yeah, beer. If I run out of beer, I can't just go to my brewery and, and downtown and pick it up and restock, right? right. It takes me a while to, to get beer here. So right. In the end, that's the hardest one for me. Now, I know people out of town, too. Um, it's, I said, um, Oh, hi, Cece. We just had the president of the chamber, Cece Collins, walk into the podcast. So I know one of the big things in Cincinnati is it's, it's, there's such a big, good craft beer resurgence, right? We have all kinds of local breweries. So Absolutely. why should people drink your beer versus some locally brewed stuff in, like, Loveland? You know, I, I don't know. I'm a beer guy, right? I'm not going to sit here and say that I won't drink a craft beer because I work for a German company, right? Like, I, I love beer, and I appreciate a good beer, and that's where I think we come in. We just have a different style of beer, but I think it's all good, and I think everybody should at least try, you know, all sorts of flavors and types of beers and, and see what really works for them. That's awesome. So yeah. just for any restaurant or bar listening to this podcast, how do they reach out to you about potentially carrying your beer? Yeah. So in, in Cincinnati area, um, we are distributed through Stagnaro. So Stagnaro would be the one that would they, they could order the beer through. And then hopefully we can link my email if somebody has a question or, you know, comments or anything. I'd be I'd love to talk with people and and help get it going in this area a little bit more right absolutely perfect so marriage just review one more time the event details are september 24th and 25th here in historic loveland we're going to kick off on friday night and we're going to have the the beer garden open and beer sales going leader hosen competition and we're going to start doing the Steinhoist competitions throughout the restaurants and bars so start pumping your iron now and oh I'm, I, I have no chance we're excited i have for that. no chance yeah it, we think it's we think it's gonna be a great weekend again and um you know, some people have, you know, wondered why Oktoberfest and why are you doing it? And it really, it all comes back to the heart of our, our business and the heart of our mission. It's helping businesses succeed and helping bring people to Loveland. So we're excited to do that. And we believe this event will be a great hit. So Go. come on down. Let's do it. Now, Scott, one last question before we jump off. If you were a Disney character, which Disney character would you be? Princess. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Like, I don't like character. I did character last. It used to be princess, but then someone was like, "Can I do a prince?" I was like, "I mean, sure." If you're a Disney character, which character would you be? Man, that's a that's a good one. I that's guess. a tough question. Yeah. Especially think about your occupation. There's a lot of you know beer distributor Disney <laughs> yeah, characters. Yeah, uh, Snoopy. <laughs> Snoopy. I'll take Snoopy. Snoopy counts. I, I like Snoopy. For more information about Oktoberfest or any of the fun events going on at the Little Miami River Chamber Alliance, check out the website, which will be linked below. Thank you for tuning in to this installment of the Loveland Chamber Chat with the Little Miami River Chamber Alliance. Alex, cue music. actually watching people hit that bridge welcome to the podcast we'll make you famous our mixologist 
<laughs> hey, it's catch. So, yeah, audio engineer. We like mixologist. Sound guy. Yeah, sound guy. Brody. Laughlin, you're professionals. Podcast. Is that cheesy? No. Is the chamber chat cheesy? And then you saw the first job that was like beer adjacent, and you're like, I'm doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Hey, Meredith, this is Nick Winnenberg. Now, Par- now Paradeth. <laughs> Beep. Edit. Now, Meredith, this is a. Whole- Sorry, I messed that Oh my up. god, that was Sorry. your fault this time. <laughs> Don't now- put that in the outro either. <laughs> Dear Meredith. You just want another platform to hear yourself talk. We know, Meredith. I do it's too. Okay. I'm. It's kind of hard to give up the microphone. It's I a dope kind of right? like it. It's, it's it a is. Dun, dun, dun. Good job, CC, walking at the very end and, and throwing us off. It's cool. Contact us. I have a plosive problem. Can I give a life tip about leaving voicemails? Yes. You can put this Absolutely. in the podcast. When you leave a voicemail, make sure that you speak clearly and mm-hmm. slowly for the entire message, especially when you're leaving your phone number, because we get messages all the time that say, hi, my name is Joseph Smith, and I'm calling about wanting to hear more about Loveland. My phone number is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And it's really hard to call you back. So that's my life tip. I can think of multiple occasions where I've called you personally. I've been like, hey, Meredith, this Nick hit me up. And that's it. Is that not good enough for you? Then? Well, don't ever call me. Text me. I'm a, I'm a millennial. You Please a don't ever call me. Yeah, it's, it's happened a couple times. <laughs> so Leon has two different bath time songs. One of them is Dear Leonardo from Hamilton, but it's actually Dear Theodosia. The other one is Splish Splash. I was taking a bath, which just goes Splish Splash. Leon's taking a bath. Da-da-da-da-da. All on a Tuesday night. Da-da-da-da. No, this is fantastic. You know this too, then. Well, I know the songs. The top. Yeah. Thinking everything is all right. Is this a thing? I it's thought Rainy made this up. I it's thought Rainy made this up. I was going to sing it to you guys and be like, this There's is look how creative we are. about a star and it twinkles. Yeah. I, we made it up in our house. <laughs> Wait, what's the teacup one? I don't know that one. Don't go chasing waterfalls. And then what? Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Look it up. Sing it. This is here's what here's the thing with kids. As soon as you figure out something that works, it is a scientifically proven fact that 24 hours later it, it won't work. work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs>